welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is the feast of the birthday of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and and on on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, Have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Impart to your servants, we pray, O Lord, the gift of heavenly grace, that the feast of the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin may bring deeper peace to those for whom the birth of her Son was the dawning of salvation. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Micah. The Lord says this, You, Bethlehem Ephrathah, the least of the clans of Judah, out of you will be born for me, the one who is to rule over Israel. His origin goes back to the distant past, to the days of old. The Lord is therefore going to abandon them, till the time when she, who is to give birth, gives birth. Then the remnant of his brothers will come back to the sons of Israel. He will stand and feed his flock with the power of the Lord, with the majesty of the name of his God. They will live secure, for from them on he will extend his power to the ends of the land. He himself will be peace. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. With delight I rejoice in the Lord. With delight I rejoice in the Lord. Lord, I trust in your merciful love. Let my heart rejoice in your saving help. With delight I rejoice in the Lord. Let me sing to the Lord for his goodness to me, singing psalms to the name of the Lord the Most High. With delight I rejoice in the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. 
Happy are you, Holy Virgin Mary, deserving all praises. From you rose the Son of Justice, Christ the Lord. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. This is how Jesus Christ came to be born. His mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. But before they came to live together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a man of honour and wanting to spare her publicity, decided to divorce her informally. He had made up his mind to do this when the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because she has conceived what is in her by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you must name him Jesus, because he is the one who is to save his people from their sins. Now, all this took place to fulfill the words spoken by the Lord through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, a name which means, God is with us. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There are a couple of cute little features about the liturgical calendar. Um, Interestingly, there are three birthdays that we celebrate. Um, Today, of course, the birthday of Mary. Uh, Famously, 25th of December, birthday of Jesus. And then, of course, the nativity of St. John the Baptist. That's the 24th of June. So it's nice, you know, if you go from the 25th of March as the Feast of the Annunciation, um, you get nine months later, 25th of December, the birth of Jesus. Um, But from the 25th of March, from the Annunciation, um, you go to the 24th of June, and it's it's three months later, and that's when John the Baptist is born. And it's kind of nice because, of course, the um, Archangel Gabriel says to Mary that her cousin Elizabeth has already conceived and is in her sixth month. So, you know. Add another three months, April, May, June, you get to June 24th, there's the birth of John the Baptist. Now today, of course, we celebrate the third birthday in the liturgical calendar, Um, Jesus, John the Baptist, now Mary, the 8th of September. And it's kind of nice that it's nine months after the Immaculate Conception on the 8th of December. But here's the interesting thing, we don't usually celebrate birthdays in the liturgical calendar. It's just, you know, Jesus, John the Baptist, Mary. Um, typically when we celebrate the saints, we celebrate their birthday into heaven, namely, you know, the day of their death or the day of their martyrdom. So what's so special about these three? Well, Jesus, I suppose, probably fairly easy to, um, to, to ascertain, you know, the first time the light shines on the face of Jesus, the first time that Mary and Joseph can behold the incarnate face of God. I mean, what an extraordinary moment when The light shines upon the one who will save the human family. And fair enough, celebrating the birthday of John the Baptist too. I mean, you know, it's in the scriptures, right? We hear about John receiving his name after his father Zechariah had been, you know, struck dumb and, you know, he writes on the slate, you know, his name is John and all that. Definitely worth celebrating John the Baptist. The Archangel Gabriel actually, you know, marks Jesus' birth by the time of John's birth. So it makes good sense. But what about Mary's birthday? We don't actually hear anything in the scriptures about Mary's lineage, who her parents are, or the circumstances around her birth. 
there are um, sort of extra biblical writings, um, particularly the Proto-Evangelium of James, uh, that that makes reference and names Mary's parents as Joachim and Anne, and and gives some you know some details around it. But of course, you know that's not the inspired word of God. So given that we don't actually have that much information about the feast day which we celebrate today, um, why is it actually in the calendar? I mean, nice to put some candles on the birthday cake for Mary, but, you know, why not Joseph? Why don't we do a birthday for, you know, Simon Peter, the first pope? Like, you know, that'd be nice. Well, there's a famous sermon that's written by um, St. Andrew of Crete, you know, one of the um, great Eastern saints. Um, and he says this about the, uh, the the nativity of Mary. He says, The present day solemnity is a line of demarcation separating the truth from its prefigurative symbol and ushering in the new in place of the old. Now, I I think that gives us a pretty good reason why we celebrate the birthday of Mary. You know, from the moment of her coming to birth, when, when she enters into the human family, she is the line of demarcation between prophecy and reality between what was promised and what comes about. You know, when we read the Old Testament, you know, we can find so many types of Mary in the scriptures, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard a lot of them. Like We talk about Mary as being the fulfillment of the Ark of the Covenant, you know, that she would be the one who would contain the Word made flesh. St. Gregory of Nyssa compares Mary to the burning bush, that just as the bush was on fire with God's divine presence but was not consumed, Mary was able to carry the divine Jesus while still remaining a virgin. Mary is prefigured in Eve by becoming the mother of the new human family, born in grace. Mary is prefigured in Sarah, in um, Abraham's wife, who conceives her son Isaac miraculously by a gift of God and through the message of an angel. So many of the great and holy women of the Old Testament point forward to Mary. You know, We can think of Judith and Esther and Ruth, Hannah, the prophet Samuel's mother. The list goes on and on. But you see, all of these things are prefigurings. All of these things are pointing towards this definitive moment when God's plan would be brought to its completion. And the threshold that marks out the prefiguring to the fulfillment is the birth of Mary. And all of this points to Jesus. Now, it's interesting. Tradition holds that Mary, her parents, Joachim and Anne, one was a descendant of David, and the other was a descendant of the priestly tribe of Aaron. David, of course, being the king, Aaron being the priest. And this points towards um, a couple of quite familiar prophecies, right? Christmas time, we always hear the great reading from the prophet Isaiah, a shoot springs forth from the stock of Jesse, you know, Jesse being David's dad. Um, And Mary then is that branch from which the shoot will spring, Jesus, the true son of David. So there's this great flowering that comes forth from the fruitfulness of Mary that is the son of David, the one who will be the fulfillment of the Davidic kings. But there's another aspect as well, because Mary's mother Anne was understood to be of the priestly tribe of Aaron. 
Now, back in the time of Moses and Aaron, when you know Israel was on the Exodus, and you know things aren't going very well, and the Israelites are complaining against God, and God then looks to establish a priestly tribe. What he gets them to do is each of the tribes, the 12 tribes of Israel, to get a staff and put it in the tent of meeting. And, you know, they write the name of the head of each of the um, tribes. And the next day, the tribe chosen for the priestly mission, their staff is in bud. It goes green. It has life that comes from it. That is the staff of Aaron. You can read about that in the book of Numbers, uh, chapter 17, verse 15. Anyway, look, that seems like a bit of a sidetrack, but St. Andrew of Crete, you know, this homily that we were talking about before, um, brings these two moments together and goes, okay, you've got in Mary one who is the descendant of David, one who is the descendant of Aaron, the one who is the fruitful branch of Jesse, the one who is the green budding staff of Aaron. And from this miraculous fruitfulness will come Jesus, the son of David, the one who is the fulfillment of kingship, and the son of Aaron, the one who is the fullness of the priesthood. This is the great beginning of God's great plan. We move in this moment from prophecy to reality. This might only mean something to, to those who are familiar with um, the divine office, but um, the antiphon for the Benedictus in morning prayer for this feast day um, is actually very ancient. And I think it really helps us to understand the real drive behind this great feast day. Listen to this. Your birth, O Virgin Mother of God, announced joy to the whole world, for from you has risen the Son of Justice, Christ our God. He released us from the ancient curse and made us blessed. He destroyed death and gave us eternal life. Mary's birth is the beginning of all of that. The beginning of the coming of the Son of Justice. It's the first glimmer of light into the world of darkness. And so it turns out on this birthday, the candle that's lit is a candle for us. And not a candle that gets blown out but instead lights the flame which becomes the Son of Justice, Christ our God. Mary's birthday is the beginning of our birth to new life. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. 
I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.